Worship Story, a podcast about uh, some worship things. Uh, I've been doing some uh, song devotionals, uh, so thank you for listening to those. Last week, if you haven't listened to it, the one on Come Thou Fount um, was really great uh, because I was joined by a guest, so check that one out if you haven't heard that yet. Uh, Today's episode is another song devotional, and uh, I'll play the full song at the end of the podcast, and I hope that you can use this as a fresh way to worship today. I really love doing song devotionals um, because it not only helps me prepare as a worship leader who leads every Sunday, but also uh, it's a great way for me to just connect deeper with God's truths and really grow in my my own worship of Him. And today's song, before we get into it, uh, is one that is going to have a little bit of a different tone to it. Uh, my devotionals so far have been mostly reflective songs that kind of feel already more devotional or a little bit more reflective. And that's great. I love those songs. We need those songs. But we also need songs that are about suiting up and taking the offensive against the enemy. Uh, If there was a David spectrum of worship songs where one end is like, Him as a kid sitting on this beautiful mountain cliff with his harp. Uh, The other side of the spectrum is him (laughs) saying to Saul, Nah, I I don't need your armor, bro. Um, My God's got this and and I'm good. Uh, Not sure if any of that makes any sense to you, but this song today is more that. It's more about suiting up in front of the enemy. So let's talk about Graves into Gardens. Graves Into Gardens was written in 2019 by Brandon Lake, Chris Brown, Stephen Furtick, and Tiffany Hammer. Uh, I'm going to be discussing Elevation Worship's version, sung by Brandon Lake. Um, That's the one I'll be playing at the end as well. So just some general thoughts uh, up front. Uh, I'm a bootsman. Uh, I've lived on the corner of Boots and Jeans for well over a decade now, and this song is a real Bootsy song. And I'm talking about boots on your feet. Uh, I'm all about it. It just the the upstrums on guitars, the huge B3 church organ, singing on the edge of maybe breaking vocal cords. Uh, I'm all about it. It just from the beginning. You just, I mean, Brandon's voice is incredible, and it just it just sounds like they're like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to do some work. I'm ready to suit up, like I talked about earlier. And from a, a general musical standpoint, it's such a fun song. I love when songs' lyrics are complemented by the music. If you're going to sing about something as powerful as God being the best thing ever, you maybe need to be screaming and yelling and stomping while doing it. And this song does that so well. Um, it just kind of puts you in that, you know, to visualize it, it just puts you in that mindset of like a bunch of people uh, just declaring this out with abandonment. Um, and uh, it is great. So a uh, little worship leader corner. Um, 
I found that this song works best coming right after another song. Uh, kind of from, from maximum impact of, of lyrics and of tone for people's brains and hearts in our, in our congregations, in our churches, in our gatherings, uh, you, you kind of need to earn this song. And what do I mean by earn? Some songs deserve to be set up really well, uh, either pastorally, you know, explaining through scripture, connecting it to something, um, or, or lyrically through another song. Uh, you want to use songs like this one, like Graves in the Gardens, to, to kind of double down on a theme, um, not be the first time that you're introducing it to people. Um, you could start with this song. Uh, you could start a worship set. But I found that it, it, it just has better impact kind of coming after a song that has already uh, reminded people of God's character, of his goodness, of his love for us, of his grace for us. Really anything theme about who God is because then you can sing this song fully, like, yes, because of those truths I was just reminded of, I can declare that there really is nothing better than God. See, you, we kind of help people earn the right to sing this. And don't, don't hear me wrong. It's not that you, this song can't exist on its own. It can. It's awesome. It's great. But as a worship leader, thinking about how am I stewarding people, uh, people's minds and hearts and helping create an experience for them to encounter God and maybe learn something new about them and create a moment for the spirit to to do work. Let's put this after a song that already has kind of reminded us of those truths. And then this one, like I said, can kind of double down on it. Hope that makes sense. Um, so let's go through the the, the lyrics. Verse 1, I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. Then you came along and put me back together, and every desire is now satisfied here in your love. The first line is great. Already, every person on earth can identify with this, if they're honest with themselves. It says, I searched the world and, and it couldn't fill me. Things that bring us happiness in life are, are fleeting. Um, as a kid, that, that toy that you loved so much really only lasted a couple days, a couple weeks if your parents are lucky. Um, as adults, we understand that if we are left alone to manufacture our own joy and peace, we honestly can't. We might lie to ourselves. We might believe that we can for a little bit. But ultimately, we can't. But, like this song is saying, Jesus is the only true joy, true happiness, true contentment. And all we have to do is abide in his love for us. I love the, the words, put me back together. So, it, it implies that we have gotten away from our original design, our original created intent that we've let sin and in and it, it's made a way for hopelessness and, and brokenness but Jesus came along and put us back together and now all of our desires are aligned with God's desires are the things that we thought brought us happiness and joy from our human flesh standpoint have actually been replaced 
with God's desires and God's heart, and we see the world in a different way, and true joy and true happiness are not in ourselves, but it's in seeing the world as this place of renewal, and we are getting caught up in God's great story of renewal. Um, and that's what this verse reminds me of. So on to the course. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. Lord, there's nothing, nothing is better than you. Um, I love how this phrase is comparative. It's honest about the fact that my sinful nature would lead me to thinking that other things could fulfill me, that there's something greater out there that can satisfy my soul. But really, the God of the universe, the Almighty, is the only one who can do that. And so there's nothing better than God. This is, this is coming from a voice of experience, saying, like, I, I, I know this. I know this for a fact. I've read about this in Scripture, and I know this in my own lived experience, that there's, there's really nothing better than God. Verse 2, so I'm not afraid to show you my weakness, my failures and flaws. Lord, you have seen them all, and you still call me friend. Because the God of the mountain is the God of the valley, and there's not a place where your mercy and grace won't find me again. We don't need to be afraid or shameful in front of God. Oh man, to feel so safe in someone's love that we can be our true selves, not to have to hide anything. That is the love that we have from, from God. God knows. He's not surprised or scared or ashamed of our sin or our unbelief. The Bible tells us in so many different ways, but I love Jesus like saying, while there's still sinners, right? While we are still sinners, his, his love for us is there. It's, it's moving around us. It is um, in spite of, of, of our sinful nature. We can feel safe knowing that he still calls us friend. And in the good times on, on the mountain and in the bad times in the valleys, there's nowhere that we can hide from that love. It, it chases us, and it's reminding us again and again, just like God said to Adam and Eve in the garden, like, why are you hiding? What are you doing? So back to the chorus again, there's nothing better than you. And then it gets to the bridge. And, uh, okay, so I've got two young boys at home, uh, four and two years old. And so as you can imagine... Uh, we are into a lot of Legos and Star Wars and Nerf guns and all that stuff. And, and honestly, it's the best because I'm not sure if I've even really grown out of those things. But the bridge of this song makes me think of this huge Nerf gun that my four-year-old got for Christmas from his uncle. And it holds 16 darts in it. He's four years old, 16 darts. His two-year-old brother... His Nerf gun that he got only holds three. <laughs> and so the words of this song, the words of the bridge, to me, remind me of that huge Nerf gun. Every single line is another truth dart. 
Um, I know I'm, I'm losing it at this point, but hang with me. It's another truth start. It just keeps going truth after truth after truth. It just, if you could see this gun, it just, you just look at it and you're like, it's intimidating. And this four-year-old has it. Um, the enemy might have a few, few little darts heading back our way. But the more we look at scripture, the more we talk to other people, the more we hear testimony of God's work in other people's lives, we realize we have so many more darts to shoot back. Um, sorry to my youngest that he's the enemy in this scenario. My bad. Um, so the words of this song, you turn mourning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. It continues. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You are the only one who can. So these are those truth darts, right? Oh, you got mourning? Here's some dancing. Got ashes? Here's some beauty. You feeling shame? My glory covers it. Some graves? I'm going to turn them into gardens. Dry, dead bones? Armies. A red sea? No way out? Nah. I'm going to make a highway down the middle where you didn't think that there would be a way. I'm going to make a way out of that. Our God is in the business of making broken things new. That's what he does. We are a people being renewed, caught up in God's great story of renewal. So simply put, uh, my God has more darts than you do, Satan. (laughs) That's it. It it sounds so simple and childish, but that is the truth of it. And I love that this song just declares that. So saying there is nothing better than God, if we're honest, it can be really tough. Can, Can you honestly right now say that you believe that that phrase every moment of every day? No, you can't because we are inundated with lies from the enemy that happiness can be found in in something else, that we don't need God, but we do. We desperately do. And so maybe today you need to just shout out these words to remind yourself of the truth. Remind yourself of the words from the bridge of all that God has done before. Use the words of the verses to remind yourself that not only does he still call us broken, sinner's friend, but his grace and mercy and love is so far-reaching and unconditional that it will find us again tomorrow when we've forgotten all that. This isn't a song from people who are perfect and without sin because they don't exist. This is a song from people who are in process still, from people being overwhelmed at the thought of God's grace being great enough to forgive me today for what I've done, but also tomorrow for the things I'm going to do today and the next day and the next day and realizing that there's quite literally nothing better than living in the knowledge that his love is unconditional and that he is so focused on my renewal and wants it more than anything. There's nothing we can do to make him love us any less. So, Lord, you know our flaws our hang-ups, our sin. We confess to you that we don't get it right a lot of the time. But thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for your love 
that we can't even truly understand fully. Except that each day we accept it and we live in it. You are changing us, renewing us, and satisfying us more than we ever expected. Lord, there is seriously nothing better than you. I searched the world But it couldn't fill me Mass empty praise And treasures of faith